Hello and welcome to Is Meanies a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who is a delightful taste sensation. Josh Hemo. I don't know how I feel about that one. Yeah, people are going to come and take bites out of you. I hope so. They're going to nibble on you. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're new here, it is our podcast where we watch a SpongeBob episode and discuss little life lessons that we can learn from our wonderful yellow spongy friend and his pals. This week, we are watching Season 4, Episode 9, Krusty Towers and Mrs. Puff, You're Fired. Act 1, Krusty Towers. So in this act, SpongeBob and Squidward head into work, and it turns out the Krusty Krab is now Krusty Towers, which is a hotel. Mr. Krabs was inspired by his recent trip to a fast food convention where he stayed at a hotel, and he decided to create his own hotel because the bill was super expensive at the hotel he went at and he decided to adopt the same motto at his new hotel which is we shall never deny any guest even the most ridiculous requests and obviously that leads to some crazy shenanigans so josh you do some traveling so i figured we could start off as saying what is the silliest hotel request you've had to ask for wait so crusty towers was your first episode what do you mean I didn't yeah, watch. That's, that's not the one I watched. Oh no, which one did you Just watch? kidding, April's Fools. <laughs> oh. I was like, this is it's <laughs> technically it's April Fools, but tomorrow when this airs is gonna be uh Thursday. Not so we'll no one else it. will get that joke. It's fine. It just it's just it they don't need to. It's fine. Um I, I fell for <laughs> it though, pretty hardcore. I was like yeah. I thought it was one of those Amazon things where you watched it on a pirated thing nah. and I watched it on Amazon and the name was wrong or something. I, I just, as you were saying the summary, I was like, oh, I could do this. This is my chance. Uh, but worst, worst, you. worst hotel I've ever stayed at. <laughs> no, not worst hotel. The sil- <laughs> You're not even paying attention. No. <laughs> the silliest hotel request you've ever had. Uh, silliest request. Like something that you've, you've asked for at a hotel where you just felt weird about. I don't think that I've had one. I, in fact, like when I stay at hotels and stuff, especially when I travel, I try to avoid contact with like the staff as much as possible. Like it's just like I'm like I just want to be here and not be bothered, and I'm sure I don't want to bother them with anything. So, like I'm the same way though. Like I've av- I avoid talking to the hotel staff just yeah. because you know I don't want to be a bother, but I also have had to ask them for things. I almost just, did once at one. Uh, I've stayed at the same place when I go to Florida every time. I'm not going to call it out. But uh, the first time. Yeah, I you don't s- want them to know. Yeah. The first time I stayed there, it was like one of the worst experiences I've ever had. Like there were roaches in my room and like they gave me like a, they gave me like a handicap room. Um, so like there is the shower would just like there was just an open shower fl- floor like there's no like bathtub or anything so it'd get water everywhere and it was just like kind of really awful and then one time i walked out in the hallway and stepped in dog and this is an indoor hallway so i'm oh like oh my god were you wearing shoes at least yeah i was wearing you weren't shoes. in like flip-flops no, but or something? i still i was like late to work because i had to go wash my shoes but it was like even all after all that i didn't like go complain and like say I needed to switch rooms or anything, which I probably should have. It's just like, yeah, I f- you definitely should have. Yeah. I feel like the, you crossed the line with the roaches. Yeah. But you know, like I understand like maybe one, but multiple roaches sounds yeah. horrific. My little, my little introvert brain was like, no, don't bother them. It's fine. Just deal with it. <laughs> so you stay here multiple times. Yeah. But every time after that has been perfect. It's been really great. Like hmm. super fine. But that was also after a hurricane. Like I don't remember what which hurricane, but it hit Oh, so you think maybe it was just not a good yeah. So Got it. Yeah. Cause like I've had that experience in like I and I feel bad for handicap rooms for this reason. Every handicap room I've been put in, which one, I don't think I should be put in, but I understand maybe hotels, whatever, juggle some people around. But like like every single one I've been in has like a weird quirk with the bathroom and not making it more accessible. It's just like, it seems more inconvenient. Yeah. And like the all tile floor seems correct. Yeah. Like that makes sense for like someone with a wheelchair, but it's also like, I personally don't need that. And I feel like I'm taking up space when I do that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's just like a weird, weird thing to be in, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. no, no, like super strange requests, but like on that topic, what do you think was one of 
Patrick's like most absurd request that he like asked Squidward for. I think the crust off the buns. I mean, also the bubble bath too. But like, I, I could see it like in a spa situation. Yeah, where your your spa person would have to help you draw like a bubble bath, not really bathe you, but. But the whole like crust off the bun doesn't make any sense to me because like I don't think they even make that. I don't even know if it's possible to take the crust off of, I don't a, think of so. a burger bun. It just looks nasty, if, right? I hate that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean like and honestly, my favorite part of a burger bun is the crust, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the whole point of it compared to like, you know, like a loaf of bread where you're like, oh, I want the just the soft part, I guess. I don't know. It was driving me nuts in that whole situation where I was like, how one, I, I was just trying to fathom it. It was yeah. just too much uh, for my brain to handle. <laughs> it was like, I definitely was like having his room covered in cheese, which I thought was a joke at first, but then they actually show it actually covered in cheese. Another thing that was bugging me about Patrick was why he had a suitcase full of rocks. And I know that he's just like, like, don't ask me about my lifestyle kind of situation. Um, but I'm also just curious, what do you think he was doing with those rocks? Or is it like a Arizona, it was like a Tucson gem show situation where he's like, <laughs> oh, I'm in town, I'm in town with my rocks. I'd like to think that's that Patrick spends a fair amount of time at home. Like he's not employed or anything, right? So maybe he took some rocks with him to remind him of home. Like, so he didn't <laughs> felt like, because so, like sometimes when like people go places, like they bring like, especially from like Tucson or something, they bring like a little cactus, right? To be like, oh, it yeah. reminds me of home. So maybe it was something like that. Or maybe uh, I like to think that he puts him in the mattress. Oh, uh, yeah. Or he puts him, maybe he buries himself in the rock. <laughs> oh, that would make sense. He like covers himself so he doesn't have like, so he feels like he's at home. I like that. I like that idea better. It uh, brought me to my first lesson. Well, also Mr. Krabs, but I think it solidified it with this is if you can't tip, don't use the service. Mm hmm. Like, I'm a firm believer that you should at least tip. I know it's it's iffy whether or not 20%. Like, delivery drivers, I'd usually do a flat rate because it's usually really close to my house. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I still think that you, you shouldn't go out to eat if you can't tip properly. You shouldn't be stiffing anyone on, like, their tips or everything. But that was the first little lesson I got. If you're, like, in the U.S. or any similar economy where it's, like, tipping is encouraged. Yeah. And, that's, and or necessary for people to live. Yeah, I wrote that same thing down. I think that's, like, a big thing that, like, no matter where you go, like, make sure you tip. Even, like, your bartenders. And, like, I try to even do, like, go a little bit more than a dollar per drink when I go out and stuff like that. But it's like little things like like just to remember to do that because it's crazy talking to other people who are people who work in like the service industry and just how many people don't tip. Like I'm like, that's yeah. so rude. I can't like I, I don't I can't imagine that. Oh, one thing that I was a little disappointed about the episode is they never showed us how much Squidward was getting charged for it because the whole stipulation that Mr. Krabs said wasn't the fact that like oh, all these crazy requests, but it was more that like the money at the very end is worth all the crazy requests. Mm-hmm. So like he could have just told Squidward like, okay, this is going to be six grand for you to, you know, for me to eat this burger for you, you know, I was, or I was a price on it. wondering the entire time if Squidward was even thinking about that. Like, I can't imagine what that bill looked like, right. An indoor pool and all the other crap he was doing. Like that must've been super hefty. Maybe Squidward yeah. had money to throw at it. Who knows? I'm worried to take like the free water bottles. Just in yeah. case they're not free. <laughs> and like now, like, I don't know. It's always in movies. They're like, oh, watch out for the mini bar. It's really expensive. But it's like only expensive is if you take every single thing. Like, yeah, sure. You're going to be paying like six dollars for a candy bar, which is stupid. But like six dollars isn't something like it's going to break your your whole bank, you know, yeah. uh, unless <laughs> at, at least if you're if it is going to break your whole bank, you're in a really rough spot yeah. when it comes to whatever you, hotel you're you in. You probably shouldn't so, be in that hotel if, that, if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do think it's interesting that Squidward brings up the fact that things in Bikini Bottom, there's nothing to do in Bikini Bottom. Although we have seen that Bikini Bottom has like it has the rec center where like, you it know, has, like, Glove Squidward World. did his it concert. Has... Yeah, yeah, like things are nearby, but I also it put me on like this whole other thought process on like um, the big thing that used to be well now we're all having a staycation, but the situation where people do take out hotels like my parents used to do that. We'd like we're gonna go to Phoenix, and 
I would argue that there's not much to do in Phoenix unless you're going to a concert or something very specific. Yeah. Even Top Golf doesn't isn't no is no longer like a situation in Phoenix. Like you, there's one in Tucson, but like even people in like my hometown of Sierra Vista, it's like they go there, and I get it. There's a military base, but like there's people who I'm assuming vacation there. That there's enough. There's like three hotels in service to like bigger ones, which I don't understand. But like. I did put that as like a small lesson is uh, when you get the chance, try to do a staycation. I think it's good to do some touristy stuff in your in your hometown and maybe not have to worry about cleaning up after your own mess. I mean, don't go crazy. Don't trash a hotel room, but it's like, it's, know, it's, it's, it's nice to be in a hotel. It's definitely cheaper. It's a cheaper way of like if you need a tiny little break, like if you don't have like a full time, like full couple weeks to dedicate and full like thousands of dollars to like go to Disneyland or something, right? Like mm-hmm. you can spend... A little bit of money and like stay in a hotel in your own hometown and i don't know check out touristy stuff because there's like i've lived i lived in tucson most of my life and there's still stuff there that i haven't done like the botanical gardens and some other like that and so like taking the opportunity to actually enjoy that stuff it's like that's not a two that's a smart thing to do another smart thing to do i think was the way squidward handled it like, I get it that he was going to have to pay for all of it anyways, but just the fact that he's like, I quit, and then he's like, I'm coming back as a as a hotel guest, I think is a great little, like, flip in, like, premise. Because Mr. Krabs has been, like, a piece of shit this entire season. Yeah. You know? So it's it's nice to have, like, him doing the bossing around. I did once. I did like how, like, Squidward flipped the coin, like, flipped that whole situation around, like, and like threw it in Mr. Krabs' face because it's one of the few times that we see Squidward actually actively stand up against Mr. Krabs, which is and nice. I also wrote down it's one of the first times we see Squidward actually having fun with SpongeBob and Patrick. Oh yeah, definitely. He was enjoying himself to the fullest, and I think that's like the side of Squidward you'd never really see is when he's actually enjoying himself in a not like ironic or like mean spirited way. Yeah, because like when he jumps into the pool and he's like having fun with spongebob and even patrick like slashes all of them and they all have like a good laugh together and i like get it like it's to set up the whole falling through the entire crusty towers or whatever but it, i don't know it was nice seeing squidward just have some fun for once I would, you know be relaxed i would definitely like to see more of that squidward like that kind of interaction with squidward and spongebob and patrick just like a whole episode of them having fun together you know yeah, because so often he's the butt of the joke. Yeah. And it's nice to see when he's not. I don't know. I don't know. For me, again, it was a it was a nice change. Yeah. But like speaking of things that we don't see that often, um, we fr- finally get to see or we saw Mrs. Tentacles for the first time. Well, I, I guess this is the second time because we saw her in a thought bubble. It was the last time yeah. we saw her, right? Yeah. And I actually wrote that down. I was like, his mom actually seems very nice compared to what we've seen in the past. Yeah. You know, like she helped two strangers uh, with laundry, apparently. And also, and but oh, that's another thing I put is uh, that's another kind of like throwback is how Mr. Krabs and SpongeBob have experience with putting like the health inspector in the back of the trunk. And like SpongeBob hits him with the shovel and all those different things. Uh, So I don't know, but I I was pleasantly surprised to see Squidward's mom being like, oh, yeah, I'll I'll totally help you, little boy. Yeah. Whatever she says, like, you I was like a real good word afterwards. He's like, I wish my mom was a better cook. I was like, like way to throw your mom over the bus, dude. Like, <laughs> Let me tell you, though, that's like one thing that I think is interesting that was in there because a lot of people like have their parents as like the top echelon of like cooks. Yeah. And I, a lot of it is nostalgia factor. But like there are moms out there who can't cook and there are dads out there who can't cook. And like other parents are just not as good as cooking like as most or there's like parents who like think they're good and like i've i've had this before at like school functions where they're like oh my mom made this and you eat it and you're like this is not that good <laughs> you know yeah. and you're like oh yeah this is really good like you worked your mom looked, worked really hard so i'm gonna be very polite on it but i don't know but you it, get it was nice seeing a little flip of the stereotype I do, yeah and i think it's like interesting too because like sometimes like you, as a parent you have to cook right most of the times you have to cook for your kids and stuff so like kids don't know better <laughs> if their parents are good cooks or not sometimes but i just think it was like rude of squidward to be like 
yeah, I wish she was a better cook. I'm like, no, don't, don't throw your mom under the bus. But I guess it does seem there's like a weird dynamic between the two of them. Because like you said, in the past, we had seen her. She was like kind of nagging at Squidward, right? And then she seems mm-hmm. really sweet here. So I feel like there must be some like animosity there. Yeah, there might be like an emotional abuse situation where she's like mean to Squidward when it's not in public yeah. kind of situation. And like, I don't know. I feel like there's people I know whose like mothers will be very critical of them a lot of moms think that's love and other times it's like kind of hurtful yeah i also put um vacation is wherever you want it to be as one of my small lessons which kind of goes with the staycation situation but also like i don't know i can't tell you how many times i've been with other people places and it's just like this is the same thing as if i was you know when people come to new york and they're like oh my god like i can't i can't believe i'm in new york and i'm like well it's still like eating, drinking, and then whatever touristy thing you want to do. And most people get so burnt out on the touristy thing that it's like now it becomes like, okay, I'm hanging out in your apartment yeah. drinking and snacking. And it's like it's not that much different. Again, after the novelty wears off, which I don't know. I feel like vacation relies so much on just like novelty. Yeah, I think to go off of that, it's just like it's more of just a mental state, you know, it, it, it's like as long as you're having fun and you're comfortable or like laid back, I guess. So like and I feel like there's so many times when you go on vacation and it's like so stressful because of all the like having to plan out and like having to go like, I know, especially if you go somewhere new, like having to navigate all that, like having to figure out where you're going and stuff. Sometimes it's nice just to like do something chill, like you said, like chill in someone else's apartment or whatever. Yeah, and like, or, you know, so a lot of people, it's like, they just go to the beach and they just chill there. Yeah. And they're fine with Something it. Something super easy, and, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's like, honestly, one of the best things to do is like, my parents learned that very quickly. I mean, we're privileged enough to be avid Disney goers when I was younger. And like, the one time that we like, planned days where we didn't go to Disneyland and like, just chilled in the hotel, enjoyed the, like, the beaches in California or like, the pool at the hotel. Or just like, I don't know, went to a nice dinner or like great like little respites in between like all the chaos that is Disneyland. And like, I love Disneyland, but it's definitely not like a if you, a if you don't go calming it, situation. No, if you don't go with a system and knowing exactly what lands you're hitting first with and what rides, like you're, it's a disaster. <laughs> um, another small lesson that I got um, from Squidward was don't be afraid to quit if you're being treated unfairly. Uh, and I know that's hard to say now, but it's one of those things that uh, when things calm down, it's definitely one of those, I don't know, you just, you, sometimes it takes you quitting to know. Well, I think it's, I think it is even relevant, like, now, like, I know we don't, we don't really want to touch too much on, like, old current craziness that's happening, but, like, Whole Foods and, like, Amazon workers are now, like, doing strikes and, like, quitting and stuff because of the way they're being treated, you know, during all this yeah. craziness and, like, you got to sometimes like it's it's if it's going to be better for you you got to do that um if you have the means go for it yeah um another the last small lesson i got was like don't make ridiculous requests and be reasonable like even when you're on vacation like and these people yeah they're there to like help you have a good time and stuff don't be like pushing them and go over the top and be like rude about it too like i don't get why people are like that a lot of people have experienced that are like that are rich yeah so just don't be an asshole if you're asking for something that's a little bit crazy pay them a lot but don't be rude about it be very polite that's like the biggest lesson don't ever (laughs) tap for this bubble break bubble break i really like this like brainstorming session stuff we've been doing Mm -hmm. i think it's like really fun we got to come up with a name of it for eventually if you have a good name for it uh send us something yeah also, we got a, a Facebook review. And, oh, no. uh, Let's talk about that first. Yeah. I don't have that person right off the, the top of my head, but thank you very much for the Facebook review. We're not really on Facebook as much as we should be, but I still appreciate it because when I checked it, I was like, wow, this is kind. Yeah. So thank you all for uh, continuing to do that. We really appreciate it. It uh, makes us feel a little bit more loved. It's nice to know that people we don't know are listening. Yeah. That- Always. I feel like it's like, in our heads, I think there's like 10 people listening. Well, at least in my head, there's 10 people listening, and two of those people are Josh and I when we edit and then approve the podcast yeah. for a day. <laughs> but other than that, it's always nice to know there's like, especially like random strangers. I'm like, that's really cool. Like, I don't oh, know. That's who this my favorite. Is. I'm like, 
I think that's person on Facebook. I don't know who they were, but it was like, that's cool that they're listening and recommending it. So at least we know that we are filling someone's life with joy and wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like there's at least two people I know for a fact that we do not know that listen to it. And I'm just, I, I'm, I'm always pumped because they're, I don't know. I appreciate you. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways. what's our bubble break about? Okay. So let's uh, do another brainstorming session. And again, mm-hmm. come up with a name eventually. Um, and I think we should, uh, brainstorm what our hotel would be if we opened up a hotel. All right. Got it. So I think we should work on our, our brand Okay. and like, what, what's our clientele? Are we like a fancy Hilton? Are we a chain of hotels or are we like a boutique hotel? So, so, so first off, are we, are we continuing on with the idea that we already have Joshi's place? Like, do we want this to be related to Joshi's place or is this completely different? I like to think that Joshi's place has a... Like there's like an upscale Joshi's place in near either nearby the mm-hmm. hotel, but I still think we need to figure out like are we a chain, or are right. we or not like a chain? Are we like a big hotel, or are we like four people come like those places upstate? You ever seen like in New York where it's like four people like four cabins and like you just rent out one of those little cabins and that's the whole situation? Right, right. Are we like a little like gas station motel like a Motel Six situation? I, I don't know what's our what's our feel. Hmm. I feel like maybe we're like a a larger B and B situation. You know, mm, kind of like, like kind of like a, a little boutique, but yeah. like commercial enough that you're like okay, like a, is... like a rustic feeling hotel kind of idea situation, right? Where it's still like you get the one on one attention, but it feels homey and that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now let's try to think where this hotel's at. Are we gonna do? Um, like, are we like out in the country, or are we like a suburbia area? Are we in like city center, like popping? Mm-hmm. Are we like in New York? I feel like we should have three destinations, right? If we're gonna okay, do okay, got like, it. A so places. we're a small chain, yeah, small chain, and but we hit different like lo- locales. So we have one in the forest, right? We have one on like by some sort of water, maybe like a beachside one or whatever. And then maybe we have one that's like an urban kind of situation where it's like in a like near like a city or in the suburbs of a city, right? Got it. I like the idea since our I want our brand to be good. So like I personally really enjoy Hawaii beaches. Yeah. But I know there's a lot of like craziness with, you know, people land developers in Hawaii. So I would like our like Hawaii location to be like all Basically, it the only thing that we own about it is like our names and like when maybe like two percent of like one percent for you, one percent for me. Everything goes to to only to the Native people. Hawaiians. Yeah, yeah. And then we do the same thing with our other stuff. I so like, like that. It's literally the only thing is like we set it up and we hold it to a standard, and then that standard is like what what we're known for. I like that. So even if we like set up in a city, like we find some sort of charity to give back to through that city in that city, or like give it to like some sort of public works for that city. And yeah, when we exactly. set up in a forest, it's like maybe donating to whatever forest services are taking care of that at the time. I like that. Yeah, yeah or, that's good. Or maybe yeah. we do like the outskirts of like a like a reservation. Oh yeah, yeah you know, yeah. yeah. And we partner up with the reservation, and you're like, okay, so you have like the like casinos, and you're and like you need to have like better water and everything like that so our development helps them i like that but they they own like the people who who work it it's like a i forget what it's called like when one of those businesses that's owned by the employees i don't know there's a specific name for that and i'll probably remember it later it's not co-op right it's not co-op it's it's kind of like a co-op but like it's a business uh it's like basically the the communist form of business. Okay. <laughs> which as as much as you can be. There's a couple of places in uh in New York that are actually like that where it's like owned by the employees. The people who work there have a direct stock in like how the profits work. Nice. Okay. Okay. I like that. Okay. So do we do we have a theme in each or like so are we letting like our the community of each of these places like decide the decor or anything like that? Yeah, I think I think or this is where our brand is. This is where the Ismi is a podcast hotel enterprise is where it's like just our service. Like we're kind of like you know how Chick Fil A except yeah. without the homophobia. Yeah. <laughs> so like where it's like 
people come in, they're like, oh my God, this is like the nicest hotel I've ever been to, been in just because the people are so polite. Yeah, okay, I like that. I like that. You know, and then everything's hella clean. And then uh, I feel like a reasonable price. I feel like um, nothing too crazy, maybe special special uh, treatment for like certain low income situations like get people vacationing that don't usually get to vacation i like that okay that's good and then i like so i think that we definitely do like a breakfast situation and then this is how we get in uh joshi's place is attached to each location i love that so that is how we make we get like the the two percent from the hotel and then the full profits from the restaurant that's great Okay, cool. There cool, we cool. go. But the food, you so you can go to Joshi's place if you want because it's probably gonna be like a open for a lot like most of the day, so you can go there. But I feel yeah. like the hotel itself provides like breakfast, and I would like to think that the hotels also have like a cocktail hour or something mm-hmm. like that, like of time yeah. for people. That way, you don't have to go out and go find a bar because a lot of times bars are closed in like small towns and stuff like that, right? So we yeah. offer that service. But I guess Joshi's place would have that attached to it too. But, but like, okay, so. I we talked about Joshi's place being like the most sports bar, sports bar. Yeah. But we but each Joshi place attached to each hotel is like special. It's different. Oh yeah, there you go. Okay. So yeah. so that way it's it's completely that way you're not stuck like oh my it like that'd be like the equivalent of like you know a Hilton having an Applebee's yeah. inside it, you know, like I want a local chef. I want like fancy fancy in the terms of like concept not really in person and that works with our idea that if, when we're rotating out food like maybe the food is based in the community when it's a joshi's place one in mm. the hotel i like that okay yeah and it'll be like joshi's place and then um like whatever the chef is yeah run by chef blah 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 be blank yeah yeah okay i like this so far okay this is good Yeah, because the biggest like my biggest problems all the time with hotels is like is it clean um and like the decor like doesn't really bug me too much like i don't care if the rooms have like some crazy tv or whatever which like again each hotel owner will get their chance or whatever but the the service like i just want everyone to be treated nicely when they come in um and no racist i want to turn away zero racist. Racist. if i find out someone's being racist you're out you kick them out yeah uh we gotta come up with a name that's the last thing you gotta do oh god that's the hardest part yeah if Joshi like, Place is attached to it, got little ohms. It has to be something with your name. We got to figure it out. I got it. Uh, we'll just do my uh, my Animal Crossing Village name. We'll do Ohm Zone. Oh, okay. Ohm Zone. All right. It'll be like Ohm Zone Hawaii. I like that, yeah. actually. Oh, well, Ohm Zone Wilderness and then Ohm Zone Urban. And I think the way, that, city, the way we'll that we say. pitched it, it feels like it's more like an inclusive, like all-inclusive package kind of situation where you got a restaurant, mm-hmm. you got entertainment, you got a little bit of everything. So yeah. Ohm Zone, like a zone makes sense. I like that. Yeah. Okay. I come, I come in and I say, all right, cool. Like, you want to open a hotel. This is how we're going to run Ohm Zone. I'm going to come here and I'm going to help the, like, train your management up to the the Omar and Josh level. And then we force people to listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning we have like, you know how like broadcasts. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know how like some uh, restaurants have like their own TV channel yeah. that just loops. It'll just be that, but it'll be like over the speakers. And we're like, this is your, oh, like his main is a podcast. Great. Short tidbit. Did you know that SpongeBob <laughs> blankety blankety blank? Yeah. And then like, and now we're playing the greatest hits from SpongeBob for the next five minutes. And then, We'll play Jellyfish Jam on repeat. I love it. I love this like empire that we're building. This is incredible. <laughs> Slow and steady, man. <laughs> Act two. Mrs. Puff, you're fired. So it's Mrs. Puff's teacher evaluation time. And so Mrs. Fr- Mr. Fritz is his name. I don't really know what he was. He's just like someone from like a teaching agency or something like that. The Boating Teachers Accreditation there you go. Bureau. I'm glad that you wrote that down. <laughs> um comes to like evaluate her and finds out that she uh, uh she has a very high fail rate only specifically because of SpongeBob and of course when he they test SpongeBob again he fails and so they bring in a new teacher uh a Sergeant Roderick to come and help get our help SpongeBob pass and of course we all know that SpongeBob is incapable of passing the voting test and so he fails that and Mrs. Puff ends up getting rehired at her job uh, I think that was a pretty like straightforward episode. I kind of like the introduction of Sergeant Roderick. I kind of like him as a character. Um, 
But I wanted to ask you, how was learning to drive for you? It's, I learning think to drive for me it. was a mixed bag. Yeah. So like I had two experiences because I learned how to drive in like my blue like Silverado truck. And then I took the test in like my uncle's like Volkswagen Passat or some uh-huh. But then I drove the truck basically my entire time. I was in high school. But then when I moved to college, I had to learn how to drive stick. Okay. And I don't really remember like driving automatic being so difficult for me. And especially because I was driving a truck, it made driving the small car like on the test doing, and in Arizona, three point turns are king. Like I still probably can't park parallel park to save my life. If someone was like gun to my head, parallel park this or you're going to die, I'd probably be dead. Yeah. So, um, I blame Arizona, not myself for that. <laughs> Even though I, me as an adult now, I could I could probably learn to do it. And I've seen every diagram. Everyone's talked to me like, oh, you go 45 degrees. Or you, you, line, you, you line your back door up with the front door and you turn at a certain point. Yeah. yeah. I've driven in New York multiple times and I've tried to park multiple times. And every single time I've been very bad at it. And luckily it's been two in the morning. So no one knows. <laughs> um, but driving sticks w- was a little bit of a pain in the butt because... Um, I love my mom, but she's not the best driving teacher. Parents are the worst driving teachers, 100%. My dad wasn't too bad because he, like, my mom just, like, doesn't panic, but, it, like, the ang- I can hear the anxiety in her voice. You can hear her Whereas, like, foot my slam dad on the doesn't have floor. that. <laughs> yeah, so, like, yeah, like, and I understand it now because even as a passenger for grown adults, like, I feel myself, like, being, like, more tense about how people are driving. But you never see me grab the the o- handle for people, mm-hmm. you know? What about you? What was yours? I don't think it was ever too bad. I only I learned on an automatic, and I drove an automatic for a long time. I remember trying to, uh, my friend Steven tried to teach me how to drive stick, um, mm-hmm. and I did not get it. I've had people try to teach me stick three times in my life, and mm-hmm. the first two times were miserable fails. And it, mostly it's the hill stuff. I can't. For some reason, I can't wrap my mind around the hill start stuff. Yeah. Um, but the third time that someone tried to teach me, I actually, it didn't take very long. It took like a couple minutes driving around the parking lot, and then I drove around Tucson like pretty mm-hmm. easily. Um, so I feel like that was the worst experience. Like going to a, if I would have started on a stick, I think it would have been easier. But yeah, my, my mom at the time was very like, she was the one teaching me and she was very anti like manual she's like i hate manuals and she was, even when i was trying to look at a car she was like nah you're not getting a manual they suck so like i think manuals are more fun to drive that's my straightness showing i do think they're more fun I, to drive i do think an automatic is so much more convenient it is more convenient but yeah i, I agree and it like is more... being on a hill just makes things nervous yeah. and like uh i've driven fatima's mom's car before and her clutch is just slightly different and it's like a newer car so it doesn't feel like quite the same but when i drive it like i've i remember like new years i was i stalled like three times in the middle of tucson which like hasn't happened to me in like eight years right <laughs> where i've stalled like for no reason or at least not on purpose but i, I think uh so you feel comfortable driving stick now you feel like you could I drive know, like on that a was hill? also a while i don't think i could like I, I got you, the fundamentals. Like I could drive in a city pretty easily. I feel like, but like, yeah. Still, I feel like kill starts for me are still bad. It hasn't been a while. I have to try it. That's the thing. I like now that I live in New York, I don't have access to cars or at all. So yeah. like, yeah, your driving definitely gets worse when you don't drive. I've, I've, I've noticed that too. <laughs> Luckily, like, but, uh, I've had it. in the future if we get a chance, you sh- uh, you should let me teach you. I feel like I'm pretty decent at, at it. a hill start, and I just uh, teaching people. Okay. I feel like I could, cause it, I could, like I, I once I was able to whatever this third time I did it, however I it finally clicked about like the timing and shifting gears and stuff like that worked really well. I'm still yeah. super worried about the hill start. That is the one thing. I mean, me as a person who drives sticks pretty often, I'm I I'm, I'm nervous about hill starts, yeah. but I also know my car very well. I feel like also knowing the car and the clutch helps a lot. Yeah. Well, speaking of knowing things really well, how do you think about like? <laughs> Him, how Sergeant Roderick like was teaching SpongeBob to get the course was like mainly memorizing it. Do you think that was an effective way of like? I think his way of teaching was effective. I think what he was teaching him was incorrect mm-hmm. because SpongeBob knew that course very specifically. But I think what SpongeBob needs to learn is 
how these skills apply outside of boating school and or how to keep calm in a panicky situation. Well, that's what was wild to me is that they weren't even in the boat until like the very last step, like when they blindfolded him, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and why is he in the boat blindfolded? Right. I feel like you should do it sighted, then, then blindfolded. blindfolded. Yeah, it's backwards. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that's what, uh, what's his name? Captain Roderick, you said? Yeah, Sergeant Roderick. Yeah. Sergeant Roderick. I, that's the one thing I didn't write down was his name. Was He's flipping his method. Yeah. You know, because I, I don't know. I feel there's so many different little steps he could have gone into, but just the basics of like, SpongeBob knows what to do. He just freaks out when he's it's time to yeah, do it. Yeah, it's just about learning how to calm SpongeBob down. I feel like ne- Mrs. Puff and like Sergeant Roderick, neither of them know how or have the skills. Like he needs a therapist. I think is what he needs. Yeah. He needs a therapist in the <laughs> he needs car. Needs a therapist him. first to deal with his anxiety, yeah. and then he needs to drive. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you feel? How do you feel about his rules? No talking and no eating. I thought I, 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 I get that in a classroom, I guess. Like I, I, I feel like in a high school setting or a small classroom setting, those rules sort of make sense sometimes. But like once mm-hmm. I was in college and like big lectures, I was like the whole not eating and not talking like between people like that. It doesn't make sense to me anymore. Yeah, don't have a full conversation. No, but like just chatting with a and buddy. don't eat like a bag of chips like specifically with your mouth open and like yeah, loud, sprinkling like, them up. And cow chewing, yeah, no, or uh, or people bringing like a griddle and griddle, shit, yeah, like for YouTube clout, yeah. like don't do that. But I don't know. In high school, I had a teacher like, and me and my friends had talked about uh him to death. I hate him. I'm gonna blur out his name, uh, bleep out his name, but Mister, um, and I'm just saying it. So Shout it's out easy for me. <laughs> Uh yeah, so I hate that teacher because literally he, he, he this is how the class would be. We're gonna be dead silent. Uh, so um, what are you what are you doing later? <gasps> Shut up! What are you doing? Be quiet! Who's talking? And that was the entire situation. Was... He would just be screaming. And the worst part is he didn't teach. And if I describe him, and people went to my school, they'll know he did not teach. He put on videos. He literally would, the one redeeming quality, and I say it only redeeming because it made his class easy, is he'd be like, okay, what did SpongeBob say in this part? He said this, and then that would be the quiz. He would be like, okay, quiz is going to happen. And it was exactly what he said. When did this war start? Quiz would happen. One time, he to teach us about slavery, he put on roots, um, which, again, that's like good for like, you know, a day that you're hungover yeah. and you don't want to teach the class like cool whatever like but not a whole teaching get, oh. lesson <laughs> yeah we did like we watched that for three days oh straight God. so anytime we talked through that he would he would scream at us like full volume he would have personal calls with his wife because his i think his wife didn't drive and his wife would have to pick up in the taxi and he would scream at the taxi person and he would ha- again do this and then we'd talk during this situation and he would scream at us to shut up and to do that, this man should not be teaching. Holy crap, that's wild. He, it is. It was super wild, and he would just do that all the time. And I, I say it to this day, and I say it to my parents' face now that like I'm like older. I'm like, th- like that dude was a, and I hated him. I was like, he's the worst teacher. I don't care what he does, like, because he was a, he was also a coach, which would give people a big hint. Um, he's a coach, and he was the only good coach that they had. Uh, for this particular team and our only winning team, I don't know he was a nightmare, and like I didn't learn anything in that class, and I that's why I don't think I think the more restrictions you put on people, like the more you're gonna drive them away well, say, in that uh, scenario, uh, scenario. And like a, especially for SpongeBob. Yeah, and I think in like a classroom setting, like putting down a bunch of rules, like you can't do this, you can't do this, like you can't do this, like people are still gonna eat, people are still gonna talk, and people are still gonna f- around on their phones. I think the yeah. more and more that you try to like say don't do this don't do this don't do this like at least if you put it in open policy just like hey like you can have this you can do this but like and that's the most successful classroom situation you've been where the teacher's like i don't Mm -hmm. we don't really want it to happen but like you're gonna do it anyways like just be respectful of my time and people around you and in that case people are a lot more engaged because they'll pull out their phone but they're not bothering everyone else around them because they're not like breaking the rules or like people aren't calling them out like or whatever you know yeah, I do uh, want to commend that um, 
that teaching style where he's like, take apart this car and put it together. Like, I don't think that's necessary, but I think car maintenance is very important, which is one of the small lessons that I wrote down. Knowing how your car works helps so much. I really wish I knew more about cars, but what I do know about cars, I've learned only because my car has broken down in that specific way. I do think it's... And also because I watch Mechanic Link on TikTok. Nice. Shout out. I do think it's really smart, like a really good thing to help. Like, uh, shout out to my friend Steven, like when we were in high school and like a little bit in college too, like I'd help him like rebuild part of his cars and stuff like that. And like, I learned so much from that, that like I took to like, now I know how to do a lot of that for my own car and like stuff that saves you a lot of money that you wouldn't mm. think to do. And I don't know, it's just like a really good skill to have. Um, another little lesson I got is that repetition helps like doing stuff in like sequence mm. so that they had in, having SpongeBob do like the course a thousand couple times, like, that helped him memorize and get an idea of stuff like that. I mean, it didn't help him in the end, but I think like for me, I know yeah, I, repetition helps like, and like, it's a very classic lesson too, is like, um, practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Yeah. Um, I, which I think is a big thing. It's like, pe- like SpongeBob knew that course in and out because every time he messed up, he would have to start again and redo it. Right. Which like video games have done this before, but like, same thing with you just need to learn how to do something correctly once and practice how to do it correctly every single time so that way it's easier to do when you're stressed out yeah i think again the problem with spongebob is he just needs to worry about the stressed out part because he knows everything else yeah um i also put uh persevere because spongebob again every single time he is the the most excited to go to boating school and get this down. Like you couldn't ask for a better student in terms of motivation. Cause there are multiple times he could have just been like, this. yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to stay on my bike forever yeah. until I die. Or just walk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, bikini bottom is not the big, yeah. like bikini bottom. What really bikini bottom needs is a better public transport system. That's what I was thinking the entire thing. They need like a little subway system or something like that. Um, I also want to talk about Mrs. Puff being an amazing painter. Right. She was painting jellyfish fields and then in the process painted a boat coming at her. With amazing detail, which brought me to yeah. another little lesson is like, enjoy your time away from work. Like, I know a lot of us have like a lot of time away from work right now, but like in general, like just enjoy the like the small times that you can, ha- can. And, like for her, it's like, it was nice to see that she has like a hobby and she's really good at painting. Like get yourself some time and like some peace and like quiet while you can basically. Uh, do you think you could pass the driving course that SpongeBob took? I don't think so. That thing looked like a roller coaster. Like I don't know, like a roller coaster track with the loop de loops and like big dips and stuff. I think it's crazy that the stop sign is literally on a decline yeah. on a hill. Like I don't even know one if you could do that on a car. <laughs> I want to know the me- <laughs> or a boatmobile. Maybe like what are the what are what are the mechanics of a boatmobile? Like can it defy gravity like that because it's underwater? Like what's... I mean, it, it jumped over the ki- well, it tipped over to the kid, which. Uh, people do that in like Saudi Arabia and mm-hmm. um, at least I, I learned the- that from the MIA video, yeah. which MIA anti-vax, which I found out. Oh, really? So apparently. Um, and then also <laughs> uh, jumped over that old lady, just straight up just <laughs> ramped over her. Um, but I do like the dude, the just the teacher jumps out and he's like, I'll tell my wife. Uh, and he's like, and he's like, come get some. And he just gets like tries to strong. Yeah. My God, I can't believe that like one boat mobile has destroyed Bikini Bottom, like destroyed all of Bikini Bottom. Yeah, that's a that's a good car. It's built it's to built last. last. <laughs> Jesus. God, the worst. Um, I want to talk about Patrick, who just shows up for a tiny, tiny bit in this part. But what he does is like ridiculous. He's like says hi to SpongeBob, and then somehow his pants end up on SpongeBob's head while he's driving. It's like what it, he saves the day. Patrick saves I guess the day. He saves this the day but how did his pants end up? Why were his pants on SpongeBob's head to begin with? I like to think that maybe okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna logic our All way right. there. Patrick got hit. His <laughs> pants flew off his his body as he flipped landed on spongebob's face and then he landed he on his feet like that video of like that motorcyclist getting hit yeah. he landed and he started chasing because he's like terminator situation i'd like to think that that's a pretty good idea it makes sense and then it makes sense why he was rude when he takes the pants but he's like the nerve of some people like because he got yeah. hit by spongebob and then he also says hey spongebob and then i like to think that's when okay, he I got hit. hit okay and then he says oh i can't talk patrick and 
mean, it's better than Patrick just running around without pants on, which I wouldn't put past him. <laughs> Time for the Wombo lesson. Wombo lesson. All right. Uh, I feel like we kind of covered a little bit of my Wombo lesson, so I mm. don't know if you want me to go first or... Uh... I also covered a little bit of okay, my own good, Wombo good, lesson. Good, good, good. All right. We probably have the same one. Right. So I'll, I'll let you go first. Right. So that way I don't accuse you of cheating. You're still going to do it anyways. <laughs> oh, always. You're still stealing. You have access to my Google Drive and I can see you reading my notes. I 100% do. That's how I do it because I'm lazy <laughs> as <laughs> um, <laughs> My Wombo lesson for this week was... Uh, Quitting or like sending and like ending something, like whether that's a relationship or whatever, <laughs> like is a chance for you to like focus on yourself and like start over new. Was that exactly what you got? Mine was <laughs> quit your job or take a break. You may realize you need to change Hell yeah. All right. your situation. <laughs> so it was, they're very close to each other. And I know I mentioned it in the first act, but I really do think that's what this episode is about yeah. is taking, taking a break or just recognizing a situation and getting the f out of there. Yeah, because I think like having like for me looking at both of these, like both Squidward and Mrs. Puff leaving their jobs, like both gave them good perspective, and both of them seemed a lot happier than I've ever seen them before. Like I, it's the best they've ever been. Yeah, exactly. Like they were thriving, and I think that sometimes you need that, and it can be a scary step, especially leaving a job that you're secure with or a relationship you're secure with. Like, but sometimes like sometimes taking those breaks are good for you. Like you don't realize it at the time, but you'll thank yourself later. Yeah. And I think it's interesting with both acts. So like the first act, it seems like, you know, Squidward is a little bit prepared. Cause he's like, I have cash, right? He like, he left his job knowing exactly what he was going to do when he got out of the, of the job. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to quit. So that way I can come back as, and make my boss suffer. Yeah. Right. Like that was his plan from the beginning. When, whereas Mrs. Puff, her entire job kind of just disappeared from out from under her. And I know it's like a hard time to be talking about this. And again, we kind of skirt around it because we really want this podcast to not focus positive so much vibes, on all positive all, vibes. Yeah. We're trying to keep everything positive, but like, I do think that even at this time or in uh, the future or even in the, like in the past, uh, people realize that like sometimes just n not doing something is the best thing they can do for themselves. Right. I mean, it, even she did like, she took a bad situation of losing everything. I mean, like, the school is named after her. That's that's her property that she lost. Like, yeah. but she took it and was like, we talked about how good she was at painting. Like, she's thinking she was doing really, really well for herself. You know, like I think that like, again, like, you, she was just really embracing the opportunity to just be away from it all. Yeah, you can you can watch her in that situation where as soon as she learns that she doesn't have to teach SpongeBob anymore, and how happy she gets, and she's like laughing, and like her reaction is like some of the best like it just a funny face and everything but she like laughs her her home, yeah, literally like flies thing, home yeah. so i don't know and again it's it's hard to see hear it now because you know people don't have jobs or people are losing jobs but it's i do think like after after all this you get to realize you know but like but even the job that you had maybe you hate yeah, it even, and this yeah. might be a chance for growth exactly and like that's a way to spin this whole thing positively and that's the way i've been trying to think about all this like instead of like running into like an existential dread like this is an opportunity to focus on things that i haven't done in a while like making a song like around garage band or painting and i know a lot of people are doing the same thing like take the opportunity to like advance yourself more like because you're away from and i'm all that and i'm even like in the opposite boat too like because a, a lot of people are like productivity productivity but like this is also like the time where like you have every excuse in the book now to just be as lazy or do whatever the fuck you want you just not do anything as long as again this is from from a privileged place where you have some type of income to cover you or something like that but like the the whole point for me that this lesson is like to change the status quo that you have so that way you can you can see what it's like yeah and it, for me like it was moving to new york and like i quit a full-time job with benefits to come to new york and it was a huge risk and like you josh it was the same way like moving away was like a huge jump you know so it doesn't like i don't want people to like be at home thinking like well omar and josh can talk because they they are feeling comfortable in this whole situation. Like, you know, I don't no, want people, yeah. I don't want people to think it's like coming from a place of privilege. Like this is a lesson for 
the good times. Yeah. Where things are positive, like maybe not for now. Now, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But like we said, there, there, it can apply to multiple situations. But it's just, I, it's just about it, getting trying something or breaking free of like old crap that might be not so good for you. Basically, is yeah, that what and you don't know to? it's not good for you until it's gone. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, or maybe you go like, "Wow, I did like." Like for me, leaving my office, like my nine to five job, even though it was something I enjoyed doing, I loved doing video and I was still doing nine to five video and it, I hated it. And once I broke out of that, I probably could have been like, oh, maybe I actually really did like nine to five. But now I realize I very much like freelancing, even in this panicky times, I enjoy it more. Yeah, I like that this is like one of the first times in a while that we've like worked together on a big lesson. It's nice. Yeah, usually we're fighting, yeah. but this I feel like this lesson and this uh act, like if you come up with something even like more clever, I think like there's something there might be something there, but I don't know. Uh, like a lot of the other lessons I was thinking of for this weren't very very substantial. Yeah. They didn't feel like lessons to no. me. Big like a not like a more like a cop out, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to send us anything, suggestions, comments, please reach out to us on isminiasapodcast.com or you can email us at isminiasapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Like I said, our Facebook is not really the most popping, but our Instagram, Josh is doing a good job with that. Our Twitter, eh, I retweet things every now and then. Um, but also... But we'll see it. We'll definitely um, see it. Like, that, yeah. like, like, even that review we saw, like, we're not on Facebook all that much, but we still saw it. and we're call- We'll see it eventually. Yeah, we're shouting it out, so... Yeah, um, especially with all the extra time we yeah. got. So also comment on uh, Apple Podcasts if you get the chance or any other place you can comment if you find us on the dark web or something. And then also share with your friends and your enemies on the dark web. Yes, specifically the, the dark regular web. web. <laughs> Only the we dark web. We need some allies on the dark web, I think. Yeah, we, Who doesn't? we could always use some <laughs> Anyways, um, I think that was a pretty good episode, Josh. I think so too. So let me just jump right back into the story I was telling you. So I was really ready to drain the fries, but I cooked the fries like slightly too long. Um, And this is where like the bizarre twist comes in. Like 